You are now entering the abstract, the podcast. Right, this is the Abstract Podcast, episode number two. I'm your host, Chris, and we are back at it again. We have a great episode for you today. We got a little interview schedule. Um, like I said last time, it won't all be interviews, but we just so happen to be able to get this special guest. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear that today. Now, before we jump into everything, and hopefully, like I said, we'll have a good podcast for you. I want to say how much I appreciate all the love and the feedback that I've gotten from you guys from the last episode you guys seem to have enjoyed sean c johnson a lot even amidst all the technical difficulties and the audio quality issues we had you guys still stuck with me and i definitely appreciate that so like i said i've gotten a lot of great feedback and i always want to hear your feedback and what you think of the show so I've set up a few different ways you can get in contact with me. The first is just to send me a chat on Gmail. Hit me up on Gtalk. My name is The Abstract, all one word, T-H-A-A-B-S-T-R-A-K-T. So with that, you can also send me an email to theabstract at gmail.com. Definitely shoot me a chat, shoot me an email, let me know what you think. Man, find me on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, either making some joke or, like I said, trying to get at Lolo Jones. My Twitter handle is at the abstract, T H A underscore A B S T R A K T. Now, last but certainly not least, leave me a voicemail on the Abstract Podcast voice voicemail line. The number is 972-850-8704. Leave me a message and I'll play it on the next podcast. And uh, if you're cute enough, I'll give you a call back personally. And I do mean personally. I'm just kidding. No, but like I said, we got a we got a really good show for you today. We have a special guest, Mr. Ed, the sports fan. You know what? I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name, man, because I know I'm going to mess that joint up. So from here on out, I'm going to just call you Ed, Eddie. You'll hear some variation of, of that in the interview. This is not a live broadcast today. That man is very busy, so what we have to do is pre-record it earlier so we can have it out for you today or tomorrow. By Thursday, I'm actually recording this on Wednesday. So stick around, let me know what you think, and I'll come back and see y'all after the interview. I want to bring in my man, Eddie. Ed, the sports fan, man. What's up? How you doing? My brother, I am living. I'm feeling good. West Coast thugging. How you doing this evening, my brother Chris? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You say West Coast thugging, man. You you were just Midwest thugging a couple weeks ago. Man, yeah, man. You know, I had to take my talents to the West Coast. I moved from Ohio to uh, Oakland, California. And, um, you know, West Coast gets the money, man. So we got to go get it. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, you, you enjoying it so far? Ah, uh, man. It's like everything Kendrick Lamar said it would be. The women, well, I don't, I don't necessarily smoke weed. But the weather is awesome. The women is awesome. And that's really all I can ask for. Oh, that's what's up. I had a homeboy. He um, he did a postdoc in L.A. And he was just like, man, it, it's, it's just, I mean, growing up, coming from Oklahoma, he's like, it's just a different way of life. And 
Oh yeah. I'm just like, man. I. Oh yeah. One day, one day. I'm mean, I'm in Dallas now, and it's a little bit different, but still, I know getting getting to the West Coast, it, it's it's something totally different. Oh man, you know, funky town and and D town, man. You know, it's lovely out there, man. I love I love Dallas to the end, but you know, California is more about culture shock, and and California is more about ultimate diversity because you get to see poor white people and poor Asian people. And you get to see rich black people and rich Hispanic people. And you get to see the inverse of both. And, like, that's a beautiful thing because people in other parts of the country would act like that. That that piece never existed in life. So no. you get to embrace it and be a part of it. No, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. And, you know, I just want to, you know, jump right into it. First of all, I want to say I do appreciate you being on this this podcast. It really means a lot. I know um, I let you know this before, but I do admire your hustle and your determination, man. Like and your drive the way the way that I mean, for all intents, for for all intents and purposes, you get stuff done. So so me personally, this is my own little version of uh, shocking the world. You know, this is having you <laughs> on this show right now is doing that for me. So I do appreciate that. Man, it's, it's nothing, man. I, I'm just, like I said, I'm humbled and honored to just um, be a part of what you're doing, man, because anybody that's pushing, I can get with. So keep pushing, my brother. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Now, what I want to get into today and talk to you a little bit about is, is I know that I was reading, um, and this pretty much all facilitated over Twitter, so shout out to social media, but I remember reading, I think one of your tweets where you were like, how you were saying, I think you had just got the gig with with Fox or if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And you were just saying yep. how you had just got where you are, where you where you ended up to where you started was just like a whole journey and how you got into it late and you know how this is just one of your passions and that you can keep pushing pushing. But I wanna know like how did you get started with with at the at the dot com and then eventually the, the sports fans journal. Yeah, sure. Um, what's funny is it took me pretty much quitting my day job. Let, let, you know, let's let's be a little bit more frank. I pretty much got my job downsized, and this was four and a half, five years ago. I had my job downsized, and I received a severance package. I was 23 years old, and um, I quickly realized that um, I was about to have a lot of free time because I had three, four months of paychecks coming in. And I didn't really necessarily have to work immediately. Right. And when when you have a lot of free time and you're sitting there uh, twiddling your thumbs, you tend to start putting some thoughts into motion. And one of the things I started thinking about was, you know, really putting my feelings and thoughts and and context about sports and putting it to use. I, and 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 in reality, it was never something where I said I want to make money talking about, or let me not even say make money. I, I never thought I'd actually, you know, I want to have a following and I want to, you know, cultivate an audience or anything like that. I was just like, yeah, I want this to be therapy. I'd always been writing. I'd always been journaling and, and, di- and put, having a diary and things of that sort, but I never put it online. So okay. February 21st, 2008, I decided to open up at the sportsfan.blogspot.com and I just started putting my stuff out there. And, you know, I share it with a few people. And I let a few people read and they were like, man, you start putting it on Facebook. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I started putting it on Facebook. Then people was like, yo, you should, you know, my frat brothers, you know, my frat brothers were like, man, you start putting it on the listserv. So I started putting it on the listserv. And then 
you know, Twitter, then Twitter came along and, and Twitter, I will say, I think Twitter, when Twitter came around and I started getting active and engaged in it, it helped my blog voice grow because Twitter helps build your platform. Mm-hmm. It helps you become more of an expert on what you, what you know and what you love and what you want to learn about. And in 2008, I had the opportunity to do all three. And lo and behold, you know, we started doing it. And then God sent my boy Kenny with me. Kenny was sent to him, and he, I, I asked him to start writing on the blog with me because I just respected his voice, and I respected him as a friend and as my frat brother. And he, and he was honored to jump on with me because he just respected my work. And so the two of us kind of started that crusade on ETSF, and we just started blogging. And we were just blogging. We were having fun. We were cussing. We were talking about people, having a good time. We were, you know, trying new things, having, doing anything and everything. And, you know, we just started getting a bit of a following. And that was in year one. And then we did it. We kept doing it in year two. And then in year two, you know, we started having a few things kind of start breaking our way. We started to have the opportunity to, uh, do some things with uh, Slam, which was awesome. Slam. So, you know, yes. we started writing. Yeah, we started doing some things with uh, Slam. That was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, and then and then it's just funny, man. It's just, it was just chess pieces. We got a call from Nike. And Nike was like, yo, we really want to collaborate with you. And it was like, wow, that'd be great. And then, you know, and then Adidas started wanting to collaborate with us, and it was cool. And I think the biggest thing that happened before Nike or Adidas even knocked on our door was that we had other people being advocates for us. And we started being advocates for other people because as blogs, all of a sudden, as a blogger, all of a sudden you have a medium and a voice and you have a following. And so you have an opportunity to promote others. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, because I don't care how many news publications there are. I don't care how many media outlets there are. They're not going to be able to cover everything, and there's always a story to tell. Right. As long as there's always a story to tell, then there's always an opportunity for someone to flourish and prosper. No, that's so, – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's pretty much – that's pretty much how that journey started. And and we were blogging five, six days a week, you know. It was really – I mean, I think about it now, and I'm like, man, I couldn't imagine – blogging five or six days a week just on my own. I was literally writing every day for like years. Wow. And, you know, that was just my thing. I would just write one post a day, four, five, six hundred words sometimes, sometimes a thousand, twelve hundred words. Sometimes I had things to get off my chest. I'd put two, three thousand, two, three thousand words on a blog and it would amaze me because people would read it, you know. So, uh, but I think that's also because I think I embraced it and, I also think it's because I had a lot of people that just were willing to willing to believe in what we were doing, and I think we always try to just preach that type of gospel, and, and, it, and it worked. No, that's that's great. I, I will say that um, I do remember reading your reading the the at the sports fan way like this was years ago, and I'm reading it. And I'm just like, yo, man, this is dope. Like, because the point of view that you would take. Is I mean, at the sports fan, you are a sports fan, you know, so you come at it like, yo, I, I'm going to give you some analysis. I'm going to need some in-depth points, but ultimately, I'm a fan just like you're a fan. And me personally, being a humongous sports fan, it's always nice to hear somebody um, with that same voice who, 
let's say you you get a better sense than let's say a an ESPN or Fox where it's a little bit more sanitized and they have to placate to the masses instead of maybe just those diehard fans. So, you right. Know, I, well, I, it's it's fair. It's funny because like I'm not an expert. I'm not an analyst. I don't have I don't have insider access. You know, and I think that's to what your point is. A lot of people try to be things that they're just not. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some people that are bloggers that are supremely analytical. And I think by all means, they should hone in on being analytical. There are other people that have expertise that others never will. I think the homie um, Joe Simmons, who writes on the Sports Fan Journal with us, he's got phenomenal insight. He, will, he is a Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer at North Carolina Central University tailback in the 90s. And now he's a coach and he does play-by-play. So his blogging experience is going to be totally different from mine mm-hmm. because, man, I couldn't get off the bench playing tight end in high school. I was, man, <laughs> look, coach said, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. Coach said, look, if you play guard, because, you know, at the time I was 6'1", 6'2", 230 pounds. And I said, and coach was like, son, if you let me beat you up to 260, you will be an all-district, all-state guard in my system. And it's like, coach, with all due respect, I want to wear a pretty number and I want to test <laughs> the ball. And he was like, I, and you know what? I can respect that, but we have an all-state tight end behind you, ahead of you. And I said, that's cool, coach. I really just want to wear a pretty number, and I want to catch the ball. And that's what I did because I was like, man, I do not want to play offensive line. I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but these are the things that I think about because at, at 15, 16 years old, I was trying to let young women wear my jersey um, on Friday when school started so that I could <laughs> feel good about myself and get myself the confidence boost I needed to succeed at age 15. That's but I digress. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I think that's something that you see with a lot of people that blog is, and this isn't even just blogging. I'll say, I'll take it one step further. I think it's just people that try to convey a message and they're writers, bloggers, it doesn't matter. You can't fake, you can't fake the fault on the people. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people are going to understand who you are and what you're about. And if you're really good at it or not, and you're either going to have to embrace that for who you are, or it's just not going to work. And I think that's probably one of the bigger things I can tell anybody is to just embrace who you are and what you bring to the table. That's excellent advice. Um, it's one thing that I'll keep in mind personally, you know, I, I've, I've had radio shows in the past and just kind of think about it, what I'm doing and who I'm trying to be like. And ultimately, man, that wears on you. So you just like, yo, you got to be yourself. I'm like, I don't have the, I don't have a whole network or a lot of stuff behind me. I'm, I, I tell you flat out, I'm in my apartment right now. You know, I got some pretty good equipment I bought on uh, installment payments. So uh, shout out to uh, AmericanMusicalSupply.com. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, you just got to get into it and do it because, I mean, if it's in, inside of you and it's your passion, you just got to do it. Now, you know what's funny is you got more equipment than me. I don't even have that type of equipment. So I applaud you for taking the necessary steps to go out and acquire equipment and actually put on a professional show because this is this is a, a professional setup right here, man. I'll tell you what, man. We have been doing the Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the podcast, for two and a half years. And by the grace of God, we've been doing it on our phones. Wow. And there have been so many times we've been having we've, – we've had one of the hosts on the show and you can hear babies crying in the back. You can hear a police siren. I know in my house in Cincinnati, I know everybody knows about first 48. <laughs> first 48 be in Cincinnati all the time. 
And I and I think at least two or three or four times we've had a, a scenario where you've heard an ambulance or a police siren going off in the background. The only thing I can do is just be quiet and laugh because I just got to let it pass. There ain't nothing I can do. So I think I, I think there's I think it's twofold, right? One, yes, I think people need to understand what type of investment they got to take, and I think it's more of a time investment than even an equipment investment. I think the equipment investment is, is is very important, but ultimately you also have to cultivate the message and you got to get other people to believe in what you're doing. And I think, you know, what you're doing right now is awesome. And I, and I'm glad to see you taking that step because I know it's a big step because man, it's, 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 it's late at night. You could be laid up next to somebody smelling, smelling their hair, whispering <laughs> sweet nothings in their ear, but you over here pushing this. And there's a lot to be said for that, and you can't do nothing but applaud that. No, I do. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Another thing I think that you have to have is content, and I think you guys at the Sports Fan Journal definitely have great content. One thing, I guess, my favorite part of your whole setup is the are the obituaries. Can you please explain <laughs> to me where that started and and what goes through your mind? Is it so? Well, just explain what the obituaries are, and then I guess I'll ask a couple questions after that. Yeah, sure. I could. <laughs> um, the obituary started, I guess that would be two, maybe three years ago when the, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooner legend, Adrian Peterson, caught a dump pass over the middle from Brett Lorenzo Favre <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Adrian Peterson started rumbling and bubbling down the field. And this, this gentleman, Named William Gay decided to have some heart and try to try to tackle Adrian Peterson head up. <laughs> and what happened afterwards was one of the the most ferocious, most disgusting, most vile sights I'd ever seen on a football field. Because if I remember correctly, uh, Adrian Peterson dipped his head, he dipped his shoulder, and then all of a sudden William Gay was parallel on the ground. And when Adrian Peterson left over him. I believe he stopped William Gay in the chest. <laughs> and, and, and and then Adrian Peterson ran another 12 to 15 yards and let up the, and he was and, and got tackled. And this man let out a primal war cry like he had just slayed seven lions on his path to find, you know, meat to feed his small village or something. It was it was by far one of the most savage things I'd ever seen and I don't really even know what compelled me to write the obituary and so like i i guess i should answer your question uh that's what motivated me to write the obituary but the obituary itself is let me be clear it is satire it is not real because i get <laughs> every time i write one of these I, I just had to i had to write one on the the poor safety from florida um who got trucked into oblivion when the texas a&m running back ben molina put his shoulder down and that man that man didn't get up and um <laughs> I knew what time it was. It was time to write an obituary. The obituary is just a fun way to make light of a situation where someone gets embarrassed on national television. That is what our obituaries are. Now, there have been plenty of obituaries, and they don't all include getting trucked. Uh -huh. A lot of times an obituary will happen when someone gets dunked on, like when LeBron James went to uh, one-hand tomahawk on the poor dude from – uh, the Chicago Bulls at the time, James Johnson. This is when he was a Cleveland Cavalier. <laughs> or you might also remember the time when Dwayne Wade 
dunk on old buddy. And then subsequently, we had the obituary Dwayne Wade because he got dunked on by Taj Gibson. So uh, you can yeah. <laughs> you can be the giver. You could be the recipient of the obituary along with being the reason the obituary happened. So we've done that for basketball, football. We did it for an entire Cleveland Cavaliers fan base. We did it for the entire <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers fan base when the, the uh, Chris Paul trade happened and then the Clippers destroyed the Lakers by like 30 points on national television. It really, and, and the root of all of it is just, you can't be out here getting embarrassed like that in front of national television. You can't be out here embarrassing, getting embarrassed, making your mama and your father look bad. And when those things happen, you got to get buried. And that's just the end of the day. That's just, that's just what it is. So it's funny because I think it's something that we have become known for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's special. Uh, I do have to now put disclaimers. And, and it's, it's not really our fault as much as, you know, I hate this, as bad as it sounds, people actually do really be getting hurt on the football field. And there's going to come a point in time where someone's going to die on the football field. And I'm not that ignorant and recognize the fact that somebody could legitimately not come back from some of these hits. Uh-huh. So we have to put a disclaimer on what we do. And I think that's just being responsible. But if you read the disclaimer and then you read the article and you still get upset, then take a swan dive off the cliff. I'm just saying, <laughs> because it's not that serious. And we would clearly never write something like that if someone really was seriously hurt. In right. That capacity. Right. So that's what that is. No, yeah. It's, I mean, it's my favorite part. And I will say, especially on the internet, some people... I, it boggles my mind. Just like white people clapping on the 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 one and the three, it boggles my mind how some people on the internet don't get satire and don't get sarcasm when it's just so obvious. I get a lot. I get in trouble that for that a lot because I have a really dry sense of humor. So a lot of the times I'll make a joke or something and people will think that I'm serious and and I'm just like no, I, I'm not serious. And and it's right. I get it. And I think a lot of people that know me get it, but a lot of people that don't know me don't get it, and that's where you have problems. So I can see that. Yeah, and, and you that. know what, though? It, it, the one thing you should never have to worry about is, you know, if you have to spend a whole bunch of time explaining yourself, then you're better off just not explaining yourself because there's too many people that are going to enjoy quality versus worrying about the 5% that don't get it. So you just almost better off just keeping it moving. Right, right. Now, that's more good advice. Um Yo, I don't want to keep you too long. I know uh, uh, you got, you know, you're a busy man. So I just wanted to get in one more thing before we, uh, before we, uh, before I let you go. So you come from Oklahoma, correct? Uh, you went to Langston, right? Correct. All right. So a shout out to Langston and uh, little down the road, Oklahoma State. Go Pokes! Uh, hey, I, I don't, I don't get. Your favorite teams. I see you rooting for for teams <laughs> online. I was just like, what? Like, what geographic reason? And what the thing is is, I'm the same exact way. But because I like, I love the 49ers. I love the San Francisco Giants, and you know, I like the. I mean, of course, the Oklahoma City Thunder. But when when most people say who's your favorite team, they would expect me, oh, Dallas Cowboys or the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm like, no. I in fact, I cannot stand those teams. Right. What? What well, so, the Jaguars? It, it what, what, what's yeah, what's yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it's threefold, right? Threefold. Uh, number one, uh, I've lived in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma, uh, in Lawton, Oklahoma, in 1983. I just told my age, <laughs> um, and 
you grow up in Oklahoma and you are bound to be raised around a ton of people who love the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, and I'll be the first to tell you, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I hate them with my soul. And, and you know what? And, and over the years, the older I've gotten, I realize I don't necessarily hate the Dallas Cowboys organization as I hate the Dallas Cowboys marketing scheme mm. and the fan base that buys into it. Because that marketing scheme and that fan base is so fraudulent that <laughs> I abhor it to the to the nth degree. Okay? So I first off, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Now, what does that have to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, as far as I'm concerned, being from Oklahoma, I'm a free agent. And <laughs> when and, 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 and to be fair, like, you know, I I didn't, I, you know, I grew up, you know what, in, in all actuality, I really grew up because I'm light-skinned it. <laughs> I, I know I'm joking when I say light-skinned it, but I'm a fair-skinned brother, and I'm so young and stupid that at age 9, 10, or 11, my favorite team was the San Diego Chargers. And why was the San Diego Chargers my favorite team? Because they had a junior Seau, and I'll be damned if I didn't think junior. I'll be damned if I didn't think junior Seau didn't look like somebody that looked like me. I know he was a Samoan brother, but he was fair skinned, and I was like, man, junior Seau is dope. I love junior Seau, and and because of that, I really liked the San Diego Chargers. Now, when Jacksonville came around in 1994, that made me really like them. Mm-hmm. A, I like their color scheme. Uh, let's be honest. I'm 12, 13 years old at this point. I love their uniform. I love the fact that they were just brand new, and I could be a fan of that team. And then, by fate, one of our family friends, Chris Houston, who played t- uh, defensive back for the Tennessee Volunteers and was from Oklahoma, was a family friend of ours. Nice. And I'll be damned if the man didn't bring me a little Jacksonville Jaguars hat for me to wear on my big ape head at 13 years old. <laughs> I loved it. So that's the reason why I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I've been a Jacksonville Jaguars fan since 1995 when Steve Berline was the quarterback. And Natron Means, Natron Means business was totally the rock. I mean, it I was, love Jacksonville. It wasn't too hard those early years, too, because then they get to, like, the AFC Championship game the second season oh, or something like that. The 1999 Jacksonville Jaguars is one of the greatest football teams of all time. And I say that with no hesitation. We went 14-0. and 0. We just happened to go 0-3 versus the Tennessee Titans who went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. We lost to the Tennessee Titans twice in the regular season, and we lost to the Tennessee Titans a third time in the AFC Championship. We had, we had the starting quarterback in the AFC Pro Bowl and Mark Brunel. Brunel. We had the best running back in the AFC, in my opinion, and Fred Taylor. We had the best wide receiver duo in the NFL and Jimmy Smith, crackhead Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell. Yep. And we had a mean defense. Carnell Lake, Donovan Darius, Tony Brackens, Kevin Hardy. Man, you're going to make me tear up over here, man. I love that team, man. (laughs) But, but, you know, that was the early years. And then Jack Del Rio came along, and we had Gerard, and we had Mojo, and we had an aging Fred Taylor. And them teams were cool. And right now we're trying to figure it out. But you know what? I mean, what else am I going to do except for stick by them? I mean, Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. You can't you can't so, sw- can't switch out. Can't switch out. Can't switch up. I, I I will say this. I went to an Oakland Raiders game for the first week of, uh for Monday night. And I'll tell you something, man, I love the Raiders fans. I've never smelled so much weed smoke in a, in a in a section nice. of the crowd in, in my entire life. I've never seen so much so much uh uh so many 40s uh consumed 
by young women at the stadium <laughs> in my life. Take it to It was, head. oh, they were taking it in, Kenfo. I'm telling you. And the Raiders fans were consistently egregious and over the top for four hours, even when they were getting their teeth kicked in. They were loud, cussing at Chargers fans, making fun of people that just had on black hoodies, and if it didn't have a Raiders logo, they was the enemy too. I mean, they were going hard. Nice. And so I, I was impressed. And so when we talk about shocking the world, that's what shocking the world is about because you got to go see how other fans kick it, and you got to get that live experience, and that's where we live. And um, it's fun, man. It's I, a good time, man. So I'm, it's a good time. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but – I so happen to live not two minutes from Cowboy Stadium, so I went to a Cowboy game. Actually, I went to Cowboys versus the uh, Jaguars. Yep. I don't think it was last season, but the year before last, um, when Jacksonville kicked in the Dallas Cowboys' teeth. But <laughs> it was just crazy to see just how delusional Dallas Cowboy fans are. I think they were like old, like one and eight or two and seven at the time or something like that. Some ridiculous. And then, and people were still consistently saying if they win their next seven games, they, they could make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. And I'm just like, right. no, no. And, yeah. Cause we had the Super Bowl here and they were just, people were just trying to, it, no, I agree with you on, can, on the Dallas Cowboys. They can't help it, man. They've invested into a marketing scheme that they can't live up to. And, and yeah, these types of things are going to happen. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> I also agree with you on being from Oklahoma and being a free agent in, in teams. So everybody loved the Dallas Cowboys growing up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go left field and I'm going to like the 49ers. And this is all happened to be the late eighties, early nineties. So that wasn't a very hard thing to do. I will say though that I got Kim Folk who in the NFL now used to play for the, the Saints. Now he plays for the Chargers. So, uh, the last few years I've been kind of a, uh, second tier Saints fan and now, I'm all about the uh, – if it's not San Francisco, it's San, San Diego. So I agree with that uh, That whole free agent thing. If you don't have a team directly in your state or your city, then it's, 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 it's fair game. It's open season. It's open season. And you know what, man? You got to follow your blood. There is nothing wrong with any of that, man. My bigger thing is – look, look, look. I, I, I'll, call it, I'll call this for what it is. I got partners. From Philadelphia, that'll say to me, hey, man, I mess with the Cowboys, though. Dog, you from Philadelphia. <laughs> How are you? In, I, I, matter of fact, one of my boys who writes for Fox right now, his name is Audrey Torres. Uh-huh. He's from New York City. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him, and, and, and I'm, I'm tweeting about the game on Monday night. And he says, I was I said something about Peyton Manning playing terrible. He's like, You're gonna stop disrespecting my defense like that. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me? What is you talking about? Man, uh Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. I'm like, what? Charles, you're from Brooklyn. What are you talking about right now? I said, there, there's three teams in your uh, vicinity, even though none of them actually play in New York City and they play in New Jersey. Uh-huh. But dog, they got Giants and Jets. And even then, even if you wanted to say Buffalo, why are you not a Buffalo Bills fan? Oh, I was a fan of Deion Sanders. What? <laughs> what? Come on, man. He talking about. He talking about. He hit me with the. Oh man, I was a fan since Chris Miller was a quarterback. Man, I, look, nobody. Man, I, I, I had to, man, get out of here. Nobody. Nobody. Everybody, get out of here. But but you know what though? It's funny. Here's here's the thing. I think the older I've gotten, this is what I'll say. Whatever makes you a fan, fine. 
just don't be mad when I question your your thought process on why you became a fan. Because there's some people that are Cowboys fans that were like, I'm a Cowboys fan because I I love Emmitt Smith and everything. So, yeah, they were the best team in the league. Man, get out of here, man. I don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So, just like people that are Lakers fans. Um, why are you a Lakers fan? Oh, because cause my, 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 my daddy was a Lakers fan. Man, shut up. You know no, I see your daddy. Your daddy ain't never even like basketball like that, right. bro. You just Jack and Shaq and Kobe. Just, but you uh, know what? The it women's love yeah, the Lakers, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, you know they don't know any better, they man. Don't That's know why it take a real man. They take a real man, you know, with a beard. To, to teach them, teach them a thing or three. I seriously, and that's what you got to do. I stopped talking to this girl because she was. I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent. She was a Laker fan, but that was a that was heavily that weighed heavily in my decision. I put it like this: if she ain't that fine, you can find a reason why to get up up get them up on out of here. Oh, you a Lakers <laughs> fan and and, and and you ain't cooking on Thursday night? Oh yeah, you can go. Nah. Look, I'm bad. You know, you you make yourself expendable making decisions like that. I'm just saying. But that's just me. And, and ladies, for the record. If you do cook and you're a Lakers fan, you got you alright with me. I I I I don't I don't I don't, I don't I don't discriminate. Just just make a good good cheese sandwich and we and we got a shot. That's all I'm gonna say. I just say have a reason. Or it, how about this? How about this? You can like them and you can have all those prerequisites, but if you can name me three players off the team, not name Kobe and not name Dwight Howard next season, then we good. If you can do that for me, then we are okay. But you know what? And, and I and I say this I say this with all sincerity. You give me so somebody asked me the question a long time ago. It was like, what would you rather have, a woman that loves sports, or a woman that can cook? And I'm telling them straight up every time, give me a woman that can cook or a woman that loves sports. I look at I look at a woman that loves sports like having ice cream with 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 the with the sprinkles on top, <laughs> not even the cherry. I don't even look. I I take the cherry over the sprinkles personally, but the sprinkles and not, and, and and again. That's not a diss to any woman that loves sports. But we talking about being a man or being a woman. And there's certain things that I cherish a little bit more than others. And if you can make a hot meal, I might put a ring on it. I'm just saying. It's it's, it's something that that is that is possible. But you know. Don't yeah. be don't be a fraudulent sports fan on my behalf. I don't I don't need that personally. Now <laughs> now if now if he gets both, if 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 you got both, then that's just that's that's the ice cream, oh. the cherries, the sprinkles, the fudge, that little hard stuff that you that you that you squeeze. Oh, the the the, the yeah the yeah hard yeah. Shell, the, the, that's the, all the, of that. Yeah yeah yeah. And somebody yeah, handed I'm you a twenty. Oh wow! Well, you got to go ahead and get on that knee, Kim Folk, quickly. That's all I'm saying. One day, one day. I'm still I'm still holding out <laughs> hope for uh for Carrie Washington. I think I'm gonna meet her at Big T's Bazaar one day, and then we just gonna you know fall in love. So. I, I figure I, I figure I still got two years to hold on to that dream, and then you know, once I'm you know thirty one, around that, you know, it, it's it's time to kind of set my set, pull it back a little bit, so to speak. Man, you go to Big T, man. You get your woman that look kind of like Kerry Washington, take her around the corner, get her eyes fixed, then get her a two piece outfit from around the other corner in Big T. Then you can ride around there with some rims and some incense. And uh, put some twenties, uh, put some put some twelves in the back of the trunk, and you're gonna be riding around good with a chick that looked like Carrie Washington the whole time. You're gonna be straight. I'm just saying. Right. You can come up in Big T. All right, cool. that's well, all I'm saying. I, I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend, so I got those. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's uh. Hey man, that's a good look. Hey look, hey man, you you walk around that you ride around that parking lot long enough, man, you can find you a a Sherry Washington. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would take Sherry. <laughs> hey, hey, look, I'm just saying, you can put you can find a Sherry Washington. I'm just saying, you might, you know, I don't know, man. You 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 can find one. I'm just saying, you can find it. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna hit him up this weekend. I'm gonna be bumping my my DSR. Ooh, little little tom tom, little little little, little, little big tuck. Yeah, man, man. But you better stop playing. I'm I, look. I got that all on the iTunes right now. I ain't nothing. I, man, when I first when I first moved down here in 2006, I had a cousin. He was playing that. And I was like, man, that's whack, man. And he kept playing it. And I was just like, dang, that's that's okay. And he kept playing. It. I'm like, yeah. yo, that's tight, dog. I gotta you gotta you gotta burn that for me. Yeah, you know it, it happens, man. You just assimilate to the culture, man. Yeah. So uh, next week, actually, uh, so I'm gonna go to find sherry saturday but friday i'm gonna have to stop and get a boosie <laughs> cut or a shag one of them wow okay now you can stop right there i no, think that's, uh, okay. that's 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 i mean you know i mean you you do what you gotta do i mean there are some women in in, in, in dallas that appreciate those types of things but you still gotta go to work on monday yeah so. I, I do work um, for the government i will say that i i don't think they think yeah. too kind for me to look like a juvenile from 400 degrees right <laughs> you know you, you might not want to wear all that ethnicity on your head is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yo, man, I appreciate you coming through. I'm a. I think uh, this is a good point. You know what we're gonna do is uh, just wrap it up for this show. You know we actually run a little long, and I do appreciate that though, man. But is there anything that you want to kind of plug, or anything that you want to let let people know you got going on here uh, pretty soon? Uh, no, I mean just uh, you know. Be sure to give us a follow. Give me a follow on Twitter over at the Sports Fan. Um, at the Sports Fan, follow us over on the SportsFanJournal dot com, and um, you know, check my work out over at Fox and over at SB Nation, man. And like I said, man, I'm just, I'm just humbled and honored that a lot of people just vibe with us. That's all we really aim to do, man. It ain't about um, anything other than that. We just want to keep preaching our gospel because we know that other people feel the same way we do. So why not share that, share that mission? So that's all we about. As, as, as you get the musical interlude going in, I see you. Yeah, you know, I had to cut on some bad music, you know, keep it real official. There it keep is. Keep it real official like that. But like I said, I do appreciate you coming through. All right, that's the show. Again, I want to thank Eddie E. Eduardo. Ed, the sports fan. I'm just being silly. But I want to thank him seriously for, for coming out and and giving me some time. Be sure to check out his site, thesportsfanjournal.com, every day. They have great content every single day. Occasionally, after some miraculous plate, you'll get to see an obituary. Definitely check those out. And if not, go back and see all the old ones. They will have you on the floor laughing. I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Also, my man has a podcast you should check out also. It's every Wednesday. It's called the UC Show, the Unsportsmanlike Conduct Show. Show is dope. Has a lot of great content. It's hilarious. They just wild out on that show. I'm trying to be like them one day, but definitely check that out. Also, hit my man up on Twitter, like you mentioned. It's at Ed the Sports Fan. At Ed the Sports Fan. Now, remember, if you miss an episode of the Abstract Podcast, you can definitely check us out on iTunes. What you got to do is search The Abstract Podcast. Again, remember to hit me up on the email at theabstract at gmail.com. Theabstract at gmail.com. 
and leave me a voicemail at 972-850-8704. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Abstract Podcast. I'll catch you next time. Now leaving the Abstract.